welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, former chronic illness sufferer turned trusted health practitioner. My passion is helping people to identify and address the root causes of their symptoms through my online business, Viva Natural Health. If you're struggling with confusing or stubborn symptoms that just won't go away despite your best efforts, then you're in the right place. If I can heal from a long list of symptoms and conditions, including cystic acne, hair loss, severe food reactions, and brain fog, then you can heal too. Stay tuned for weekly episodes that share expert guest interviews, Q&A, and solo episodes that are all intended to help you wherever you're at on your healing journey. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only, and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I have another return guest. The last time I spoke to her was in 2019, so before all of the chaos of the world really kicked off. And I actually watched that episode back just to see what we spoke about, just to make sure we're not covering the same subjects. But we both look completely different. I am going to put that episode linked in the show notes if you want to check it out, because she, I even asked her about a lot of the same things that we discussed back then. She is still a fan of, she's promotive of, but she's very much shifted from focusing on diet as a holistic nutritionist to really focusing on spirituality. And now she does things like channeling. And her name is Christina Rice. And I actually had the pleasure of meeting Christina in person. She lives in San Diego, I'm pretty sure, and um, or the West Coast of the US. And we actually met a few months ago now, so Easter 2023, at my friend Cassie's wedding, because I'm not sure exactly how they were connected, but I think Cassie did her business course and then she did astrology for Christina and then they just became friends and she actually flew over to England. She spent some time in London, but then she came up to the Midlands for Cassie's wedding. And yeah, we had such a good time and got to connect in person, which is always lovely. And I asked her to come back on the podcast because she has really shifted and changed her business, which I love. She's not afraid to do that. And we have a lot of similar health history in um Yeah, we have a lot of similarities with our health history. And she was actually one of the first people that I started following who I really connected with. And I really loved her podcast episodes. And she just put so much amazing content out out there. But um, yeah, we we cover a ton of different things today. So I'll just go through who Christina is if you're brand new to her world. So Christina is an intuitive channel. She's an energy healer and founder of Ahai 7D Energy Healing. She is a two-time best-selling author of the book Manifestation Mastery, How to Shift Your Reality and Co-Create with the Universe, and Pain, Love, and Purpose. She's also the host of her own podcast of seven years, Christina the Channel. Christina has worked with countless CEOs, founders, celebrities, and professionals looking to optimize their performance, find full potential, alignment, and create freedom in their lives by mastering the energetics of money, health, and relationships. And after battling multiple chronic illnesses and becoming a functional nutritional therapy practitioner to help herself and help others heal through nutrition, she realized there was a missing piece to her health journey, which was spirituality. She was able to transform her life and build a seven-figure business by age 25 through energetic work, rewiring her brain and manifestation. 
And she went on to download a high seven day, a powerful new form of energy healing. So Christina has helped thousands of people master manifestation, reconnect with their intuition and reach the highest potential through her monthly memberships, live workshops and transformational programs. In this episode, we cover a range of different things, but I first wanted to know how her health has changed since 2019. Because I think she was doing pretty good then, but from what I know, there's been little ups and downs and for her the missing puzzle piece as I said was finding this whole world of energetics and spirituality so she updates me with how her health is doing then we discuss something called vibrational eating which you don't hear spoken about that much these days but it's actually a very interesting way to look at your your diet and what works best for you right now because that might change and how human design can support your health your business and relationships and how it's transformed her entire life and she is such a huge advocate of finding out your human design which you can do on a little quiz online I forgot to mention that in the episode but you'll hear us talking you can find out what your own type is we are both generators so I think that's what we have it in common with different like perspective on certain things different ways of working prone to certain health issues and burnout and then we speak, speak about manifestation what exactly it is brain rewiring and how to do it and then tools that have made the biggest difference on her healing journey, including lymphatic drainage massage and chiropractic care. I loved this episode and I joked with her at the end that we should schedule another one in four years time and who knows where we'll be at then. We'll look completely different again. We'll be in like another another planet probably <laughs> at that point. So I really hope you enjoy. Definitely check out Christina and all of her amazingness online. Everything will be linked in the episode show notes. But yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, so much has changed since the last recording. I actually went back and checked when it was. It feels like a lifetime ago, but it was it must have been mid-2019 for the first podcast and then I released it in uh -huh. September and uh -huh. we look completely different as well. Oh my god, I, I <laughs> bet. I to include that in the show notes and like tell <laughs> about it to go and look. <laughs> Some of the things that we were talking about, I'm pretty sure you were already into your spiritual journey at that point, 2019, because you were talking about Reiki, um, but we were also talking about your health journey. We went into like all the details and then you were saying how it can go beyond just nutrition and how mm -hmm. like in your situation starting to look at energy medicine and we spoke about sacral chakra healing to get your period back we talked about oh. um, disordered eating and orthorexia type tendencies and um even things like intuitive eating and how sometimes that sounds good but in in like real life it doesn't work because someone has a raging candida overgrowth or they have like mm -hmm. metabolic issues so they're just craving sugar all day long yeah. so from those things that I just mentioned is there anything that you still resonate with or is there anything you've completely changed your mind about I don't know that I've completely changed my mind about any of that I still agree with that about intuitive eating um I still agree about sacral chakra stuff and energy medicine um, yeah, I would say I pretty much agree with most of that. I don't, I mean, I'm sure there are nuances in there. I might, I might have an updated, I think I probably have more like of an updated viewpoint on things, you know, but that like, your, your own podcast is like that, isn't it? Yeah. Like all well, of these years, you're like, I can't remember exactly what I said, but you're a completely different person. You're in a different phase of your healing yeah. journey now. You're obviously older, so things are going to change naturally. But um, yeah. have you ever thought about like taking those old episodes down? 
I've definitely toyed with the yeah. idea with my like old Instagram posts and stuff, but oh. it's actually good to reflect back on. Uh-huh. I, you know, I've never thought about taking my podcasts down. Like there is so, cause I've been podcasting for like, like eight or nine years, you know? So it's like, and there's so much on there that's so cringe. And like, I kind of just love it. I'm like, this is just the raw <laughs> evolution of me. You know, it's like, I, like I'm there, I'm young. I'm, and, and I also think because I numbered all the episodes, it's almost just weird to take them down. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like it probably would be smarter for me to take a lot of them down, but like, I just, there's something on my heart that I'm just like, I'm just going to leave it. I have taken down old blog posts, um, more because it was more of a, like more logistically because it was a hindrance that people were finding me for so much health stuff. And I was like, I don't do this anymore. Um, or I had totally changed my viewpoints on certain things. So I just like, didn't want it up. Um, and I've definitely deleted Instagram posts. Um, but I kind of do that all the time because I change my aesthetic all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's more of an aesthetic thing. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I, I think it's good to see like the different phases people are at if possible, Yeah. you know? So in the first episode, we went in depth into your health journey. So if people are interested in learning about that, cause it, it was quite complex and mm-hmm. just in the interest of time today, um, I want you to kind of give a brief overview as to what you went through but more specifically what's been happening over the past few years since that that time because I know you have moved away in terms of your coaching from the nutrition and functional mm-hmm. medicine holistic side of things to more of the mm-hmm. spirituality so yeah more on that um if you can now. oh cool okay so where have I been wow it feels like another life <laughs> um yeah so you know I had dealt for so long with like what felt like everything under the sun, all the gut issues, SIBO, parasites, candida, uh, fun. I had mold illness, Lyme disease, heavy metals, hypothyroidism, all that. Um, and you know, I think all of that was meant to guide me to energy healing really. And, and really was, I mean, there are a few perspectives I have on that. One is it, it led me to a lot of the tools I use now to support myself and other clients with their health, with, their relationships with their careers. You know, I wouldn't have found energy healing or really, I feel like gone as deep into my intuitive gifts as I have, had I not had those health issues because my body was guiding me. I also think on a larger level, health issues, chronic illness is a cry from the soul. I think it has a lot to do with mission and purpose and getting us back on track. I think that that's the classic spiritual awakening through through your chronic illness, you know, because your body's saying, I can't do this anymore. And I know for me, I, th- I think about, okay, without my chronic illness, how would I have gotten here? And I don't really know what it would have been because I'm so stubborn. And I find that people who are very stubborn and headstrong and like type A and can just push through it are the types where it will be your body that gives out on you because it's the last, it's the last thing. You know, I was at a point where it was like, this is the one thing that will push me to make a change because I care about my life, you know? So anyway, um, yeah, since all that's happened, I'm, you know, kind of went full into the spiritual side of things, um, and I still work as an energy healer. I train other energy healers. Now I work with my own modality. It's called a high. Um, and so I train other energy healers in that modality. I help train people in their intuitive gifts 
as well. And, you know, I've written a few books since then. I do a lot of channeling work. Um, and I think that my perspective, you know, on health and wellness topics, it's interesting. I've been thinking about this a lot recently because the next book I'm going to write is going to be about the body and healing, um, that I'm going to channel. So I don't necessarily know exactly what they're going to bring through, but my life always kind of rearranges depending on what my next book is going to be to kind of like get me in, in the zone of it. And I've been thinking about it a lot. You know, I always, I love health and wellness and I love all those topics, but I just see it very differently than most people. Um, I really, love the topic of like vibrational eating. I love looking at the body as a metaphor, like, you know, every single symptom somebody has in the body or illness, we can connect, uh, to something else energetically. So I geek out over the energy body when someone comes into my office and I get to like look at their body, like a scan, um, for me, psychically, I can see what it's connected to, whether it's another lifetime or a certain emotion from this lifetime, um, a pattern somebody has consistently, we can look at, you know, the masculine feminine energy balance, our relationship with the masculine and feminine is it happening on the right or the left side of the body. Um, our bodies are really, really, really wise. And for me, it's been really valuable to kind of look at, you know, what's my, what's my relationship with, with my vessel itself. We talk about that, like, Oh, do I love my body? But it's not just that it's, I am a soul living in this vessel and we're working together, you know? So there's my consciousness and then there's the body's consciousness. And if my body is saying something like, Hey, this isn't working or I'm tired or whatever, I need to listen. Cause we're co-creating. It's like, we're both driving the ship together. You know, I've got to talk to my body in that way. And I think that shift has helped me a lot. You know, since then for me with my health, um, the, really the thing that's kind of gone up and down has been my adrenals. It's really been more, been more my HPA access that I personally work on the most because I am definitely, you know, I work a lot because I love it. I definitely can overextend myself because I love what I do. Um, and so that's the thing that I personally have to keep an, keep an eye on. So, um, you know, I pay attention to that a lot. And the other thing that's been huge for me has just been lymphatic drainage, which on the physiological level, like we know is so important, but it took me so long to figure that out. Um, I can't even believe how long. And then on the spiritual level, it's so, it's so important. You know, I really got deeper into lymphatic drainage because of my work as a channel and just making sure my vessel was clear. Um, and a lot of what I, you know, try, I still do all my little experiments, but they're much more because, you know, I'm being intuitively led there. Uh, so I've still done different, I've continued to do different diets and cleanses, you know, probably since last time we spoke, I went on my raw vegan stand. I went on my medical medium stand. I did my, my milk, my raw milk diet. What else did I do? Um, I don't know. You know, I've done still all my other things cause I like to experiment. And I think that, you know, nutrition is a lever we can pull, um, not just for healing, but just like, like emotionally and for, uh, channeling, connecting with source and living our missions, like all of that is very connected. So that's kind of like, you know, what's been going on. So just a few changes. Yeah. Just a few changes. <laughs> Pretty chill. Yeah. So what oh, is I drink coffee like? now. Oh, you drink coffee. Oh, <laughs> you, you have King coffee, don't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so good. I'm so glad so good. I've got that back in my life now. I know. I can't live without it. <laughs> and how is your diet at the moment? Because it has fluctuated quite a bit. You've been carnivore at times. And then you're seeing you've tried raw vegan yeah. um, recently. So how do you feel best at the moment with your food? Yeah, it's funny because I think probably last time we spoke, I don't remember what I was doing, but like I had been, I, I then went 
full carnivore for like eight or nine months. And then I overnight went vegan, which I do not recommend, but mm-hmm. I was like, I could not put another piece of meat in my body. Like I was like, I can't, the system. I, yeah, my, oh my God, my gut. I, I didn't have, I, I couldn't break it down, you know? And like the meat, whatever. I couldn't break down the vegetables, oh, yeah. you know? Cause my body had only been used to meat. And like, I think, you know, our microbiome shifts a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think positively from carnivore. Like I think that, that whatever, I wish I had known more, but, but the ultimate it, food elimination reset. Yeah. But yeah. not a long-term solution. Yeah. Totally. And I think that at that time it was really popularized as like, yeah, this is the way to live, you know? Um, but yeah, that wasn't working for me. And you know, the other angle I love to look at it from is human design. I'm really into the human design system, especially like, like what you can look at with health and wellness. We can look at digestive type. We can look at macronutrients. We we can look at how do you utilize the energy from red meat. And so for me, that was like a huge game changer. And that's really why I, um, like I had went vegan because I just needed a break from animal products because I had overdone it. And then as I learned more about human design, I really wanted to try living into my design. Um, so I went more raw vegan um, and I felt way, way better. Um, yeah. So I've tried a bunch of different things, you know, since then. Right now I eat um, pretty simply. I actually I'm eating more like low oxalate right now. Um, I feel really good like keeping my oxalates low. I've noticed that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I eat like <laughs> grass-fed, organic, pasture-raised animal products. Uh, I eat eggs in the morning. You know, I have lots of vegetables, um, healthy fats. Um, I do some white rice is probably my go-to like carb. I like white rice a lot. Um so that's like, yeah, you I don't know. The Christina diet. I eat the Christina <laughs> diet. That's how I eat right now. Um, and yeah, that might change. It's just like, it changes depending on, you know, if it, like, if I am going to channel a book, I eat differently. You know, I, if I'm um, hosting a retreat and I'm channeling a lot, I'm going to eat differently. So I just really adjust my diet depending on what's um, happening in my life. You know, if I need more grounding, if I want to be a little more floaty, if I need to be a clear vessel. So I just use my diet as kind of a lever to pull to, uh, keep my channel clear, you know, but like right now my body definitely likes a lot of grounding. We talked a lot about like, I've got a lot of changes happening in my life. Um, so I just feel good, like having more animal products to ground me in for sure. And do you get like, is it actually a message that you get or is it just like a feeling? How do you know when you need to switch things up? It can be both. You know, there are times when I get like a very like a audio message like, hey, eat this, you know, Um, and then there are other times, you know, I more more regularly and consistently. I can just feel I can just like feel into it and feel what I need in my body. And And for me, it comes up with the vibrational eating. Yeah. So like, you know, everything's energy we know and food has food has energy and there's a lot of different components that go into like when we talk about the frequency of a food and I think traditionally people view that as like, you know, we can, we can measure the frequency of every food and you can look up on the internet, like the frequency of different foods and, uh, you know, people have measured it and there are lists. Um, and that's one way of looking at it. I think it's a little bit more complex than that though. You know, so like on a list like that, you'll see things like, like, the less cooked, the more more raw it is. It'll be higher frequency, you know, like 
fresh vegetables, fruits are going to be higher frequency than something like animal products or grains, you know? So it, it, you can think about like how dense the food is, you know, and then like, is it cooked or not? That changes the frequency of it. You can look up a list online. The way I view it is really like, you know, I am made of energy and I have a certain frequency and things are changing for me every day, depending on like how I'm feeling or what I'm going through. And so when I'm looking at vibrational eating, I'm thinking about like, where am I at frequency wise? And then what food can support me in feeling fully balanced, you know? So it's not just that, like, you know, let's take animal protein, right? Like animal protein on a list would be technically a lower frequency food or some, or coffee, you know, it'd be like a lower frequency food and, you know, blueberries or whatever would be a higher frequency food. But I could wake up today and what could help me raise my frequency the most would be that I need more grounding. And so I might need more animal protein. So I don't look at it just as like, what's the frequency of the food? It's like, how is this interacting with my energetic system and bringing me back into optimal balance? And sometimes that's, you know, lighter foods, more liquid, less cooked. And sometimes it's more cooked foods and, and more grounding foods. So it just depends on like where I'm at vibrationally and same with everybody else, you know, so we can look at that. I think about density. I think about how it's cooked. I think about, um, I think about color a lot. I think that's the easiest way to really get into vibrational eating. And it's really fun, you know, looking at the different colors and how many color colors are on your plate or like even just feeling into, and when you learn about different colors, which you can connect back to the chakras or energy centers, um, or even what those colors like mean to you, uh, and, and start playing with like, oh, I really just need some blue today. You know, it's, it's the same feeling as when you go into your closet and you're like, what do I want to wear? And sometimes, you know, you might pick up like, a green shirt and you're like, eh, no. And you're like, I want to wear, I want to wear the white one or something. You know, you just kind of know, you don't know why you know, but you know, and start playing with that with color with, with your food. You know, there are days where I'm like, I just, for me, blue is a big one. Like I have days where everything I eat is blue. Like, I'm just like, I need everything. I'm no, like, I putting, can't think like, more than like three things that are blue. I'm putting like blue spirulina powder and like everything. Not I mean, like artificial like, just, blue color. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't do art. I'll just do the blue spirulina powder yeah. for sure. Um, like I'm just like I want a lot of blues or maybe I want a lot of reds. You know, like I I like to lean into the color. Even just adding that pop of color is really helpful. Like I'm a big latte person, and so something I'll do that is really fun is I'll just like make a colored latte to give me the frequency of that color. So sometimes I'm making like a bright pink latte. You know, I'll use like beet powder or something. Um or the blue one a blue spirulina or it could do a matcha or like I like things with like that pop of color because a lot of the foods we eat frequency wise like they're not that bright in color you know it's like I mean green is an easy one but I always look at my plate and I'm like I'm not really ever getting like a vibrant blue or a bright purple or a bright pink it's like you know the, there's meat there's like flesh color there's green and then there's like some fruits and stuff but it's I I like that like pop of color you know and so that's something that's really fun that you can I like to do is just like make a color latte kind of add that frequency into um my life and your mood changes the same way when you walk into a room and if it's painted a certain color the decor is a certain color it, your your mood changes your energy changes you know and so we can do that with food as well so I, I like to look at color um I like to look at like you know, density, how it's cooked. Uh, we look at the different macronutrients and, and the different sort of energetic properties of the different macronutrients, you know, like, um, I think like proteins are more grounding, you know, they're more grounding. They're, they're like 
slowly digested. Uh, that's one type of like denser frequency that's really like good for the lower chakras, the root chakra in particular. Um, you can look at like carbs, which are really, like, especially for like your solar plexus and like that source of fuel, like quick fuel, you know, it's a little bit lighter, most carbohydrates. Um, it's very like sunny for me is kind of the frequency of, of a lot of carbs and like fats. It's like, I think of like lubrication, you know, and like just kind of moving things through, making it a little more slippery. So we have like, like these different textures, the different macronutrients and it's feeling into how does my body feel, you know, the same way, like there are certain days I drink a lot more water than other days because I'm like, I can just feel like I'm dry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dry inside, you know, so this is all about like getting really in touch with your body and how it's feeling and start thinking in ways that you haven't thought about your body before, like in texture in colors, you know, like it, like in different ways of looking at frequency. Um, and then what food would support me, you know, and like, even like, if, if I'm feeling like really dry inside and that depends like, where, where am I located? Um, Am I traveling? What have I been doing? What have I been eating? If I have a day, you know, yesterday where a lot of the foods I'm eating are a lot more or like drier, maybe I wake up today and I just want a lot of like water rich foods, you know, like I want a lot of fruits and vegetables and maybe smoothies and, and more and more water. So it's really like a balancing act um, with the food frequency wise. And I, I feel like, you know, a lot of that is very intuitive. People can get very heady about the, like in the vibrational eating space, people talk about this and it's very like cut and dry. Like this is the list. It's not that simple because, um, I can take a lot of people and just have them eat a lot of high vibrational foods according to, you know, your frequency measuring device. And they're going to feel like a piece of shit because it's not balancing them out, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, just um, you know, person and, with like chronic digestive issues, chronic yeah. fatigue, trying to eat all of these plant foods and maybe their mm -hmm. gut health just isn't ready for it. Yeah. Maybe they need to eat more of those like quote lower vibrational meats and mm -hmm. like cooked vegetables instead. So yeah. to get them to a place and then maybe they can eat more of those foods. And yeah, I think it's it's good what you said, just being open and intuitive day to day. And also what works for you now probably won't work for you in a year, five years time, ten years time. So not being so dogmatic with this is my diet and it can't change. Like your yeah. diet shift in so's mine so much over the years. And it just find, mm -hmm. find out what's working right now. And it can change with your menstrual cycle, with travel. Where are you living at the moment? What are you going through? Are you more stressed? Because you might need some more grounding foods or a bit higher carbohydrate during that mm -hmm. time. Or what's going yeah. on with your health? It can require totally. different things. Totally. I mean, and that's like, it's very in line with Chinese medicine, right? It's like, like heating foods, cooling foods. That, that was like a game changer for me, just that concept. And I started thinking about like, my body is running so hot. Like I'm inflamed. Like I just need some more cooling and there's an energy, right? Like there's like energy of cooling foods. Um, so I started just, you know, maybe switching out some of the animal proteins and just swapping it for more cooling animal proteins, you know, or like cooling vegetables. So things like that are really, are really helpful and just a different way to, to kind of look at things, but I'll say like, for me, the human design thing was such a game changer because, you know, I had a lot of gut issues for a long time. I was really bloated for a long time and I was doing everything like right. And my digestive type in human design is something called cold thirst, which means my body will work best with receiving nutrients, receiving energy that is cold. So colder than my body temperature and more Which liquid. Usually like a no-no with gut issues. We're told to yeah. everything cooked, everything warm, nothing yeah. cold. Yeah. 
yeah, so cold and more liquid. So that is really when I went like raw vegan. And that is when my gut issues went away. So, so what is human design? Um, I've done an episode on it before um, mm-hmm. with a practitioner, but yeah, in your words, what is human design and why do you love it so much? Yeah, I mean, I I would describe human design as your unique energetic blueprint. You know, we're all energetic beings and uh, human design combines a number of a number of systems, like including astrology, the chakra system, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, uh, and it brings it all together and and like helps us see how we uniquely interact with other energies in the world, which includes other people, you know, like what's our energetic exchange when I'm around other people, there's how may, how, how can I best utilize energy from food? It's all about energy, you know? Um, what are my strongest senses? Like, how am I interacting with this energetic world? Uh, and what I love about it is there are just such a wide range of applications, like like a lot of health and wellness applications that I have found really helpful. And especially, you know, I know a lot of people who have had a chronic illness or chronic issues, and this is often like a last thing they try. And it's often the thing that works, you know, if people have tried everything, like, because it's a lot of it is stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think about. Um, but what I love about human design is it's just so actionable, you know, so it talks about like, it's all the health and wellness information, how to make your most aligned decisions. Um, like for me, it's been really helpful with business and kind of like a how in my business, like what energies to lean into and maps out some of your greatest gifts and like what to lean into is a lot with manifestation there. That's super helpful. Um, it's helped me a lot in relationships and understanding how other people work and how they think and how our energy will interact and how different people move at a different pace and have different kind of like routines that are more aligned for them and how they make decisions differently. You know, I am built to make snap decisions. Like I am built to, in the moment, I know it's a yes or a no. There are other people who are not. um, Yeah. Well, a sacral responder specifically. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I have a sacral response, which is a yes or no. Like you asked me yes or no right now. I know, but my partner, for example, he is, he doesn't have his sacral defined. He's, he's an emotional authority, which means he's got to feel into it. So it's like, if I try and pressure him into, what do you want to do right now? He's like, uh, I don't know. Right. And now I know he's literally not designed for that. Like he's designed to sleep on it, to wait at least a couple of hours. And I'll watch him go through that process. If I'm like, where do you want to eat tonight? Like, what do you want to get for dinner? And he'll be like, uh, and then he'll say something. And then I'm watching him think about it, you know? And like two hours later, he's like, actually, maybe let's go here. And then two hours later, he's like, actually, let's go here. Because I'm watching him ride that emotional wave, you know? And I find that human design has helped me become so much more, honestly, compassionate and understanding for other people. Um, because I'm like, they just literally aren't built like me. And so where I might, I probably used to get annoyed that people maybe weren't moving as quickly as me or able to like keep up with as many things or like, why can't you just, you know, make a choice. And I'm like, you're literally not, not built for that the same way. There are things that other people like I can experience. I'm not built for this. You know, my body, if I'm in an an environment that my body doesn't like, I literally need to like rip out of my skin. Like it is so viscerally uncomfortable. And so I never want somebody to try and force me to be in a situation that my sacral is saying no to because it is so viscerally uncomfortable. And so when I know that experience, I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to like push an emotional authority into trying to make a decision right now because that's how it feels for me when I'm forced to be in a situation where my sacral says no, you know? So I found that it just 
has helped me be a lot more understanding and like just see how people are built so differently. And that's the beauty in it. We all have different very different strengths, um, which I think human design maps out really beautifully. And, you know, it's something to experiment with, you know, it's like none of these systems you need to take us like I have to live this way. But for me, it gave me a lot of permission to be myself and to experiment with things like I really, I really wanted to do or live in that way, but maybe I thought I couldn't or I shouldn't. Uh, and it explained a lot of with my, with my health for sure, like why things weren't working for me. And I remember I got a reading done and I'm a generator and sacral authority too, mm -hmm. but the eating style, I've never tried it. So it may be like the missing like, mm -hmm. puzzle piece with all of my health issues, uh, even though I do pretty good now, it was to eat mainly at night. Do you mm. know the specific one that I'm talking about? Indirect. I think, I don't know. It's called indirect. I, just with everything that I've ever learned. Yeah, with all my functional medicine, holistic trainings, it's always been like stop eating when the sun goes down, let your mm -hmm. digestion rest. So I've never felt like I needed to experiment with it. Would mm -hmm. you say like give it a go or if I'm doing okay, is it not? I like, mean, absolutely. I, I think like if you're feeling good, then there's no need to, you know, that comes up a lot with the digestive types because a lot of people are like, I don't, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, well, do you feel fine? Do you feel good? And they're like, yeah. Then I'm like, then don't do it. You know? So it's like, if, if you're not feeling good, then I would say, yeah, try everything, you know, but if you're feeling great and you don't like your eating style, then don't. What I will say is, you know, sometimes it can have like, especially with the light one, what I notice with that is a lot of, um, cognition, things changing, you know? So I have a number of friends who are indirect night eaters and then also opposite like day eaters. And the thing that I hear them mostly say is when they don't eat at the right time lighting wise, it's, it's more of a like, Oh, I feel a lot more sluggish, right? Like they realize that it could be something, you know, if you wanted to just for fun experiment with for mm -hmm. a couple of days and like, see if you notice anything, because I know like you're, you probably like to experiment too. Mm -hmm. And I always feel like, what if I, when I think I feel really good, but like, what if I could feel even better? Yeah, there's another level. Like, yeah. You know, like, I don't know. And maybe you don't notice anything and then it's, it's fine. But I actually have one of my really good friends. She is, she's been in the functional medicine space for a very long time, knows all the things. Uh, and she has always like gravitated towards she'd rather eat at night, but she, she always stops early, like everything she learned in school. And I gave her a human design reading and, um, she'd been struggling with gut issues, Lyme disease, mold, whatever for so long. And I was like, you're indirect. And she was like, wait, really? And, and she, she was like, honestly, I would prefer that. Like, I like to just drink liquids all day. I'd rather eat at night, but I never do because I know it's not good for me. And I'm like, try it. So she tried it and all of her health issues went away. <laughs> so, you know, it's, I mean, I find often with that, with that one, you, people might be more inclined, you know, I like, and I also always think with the digestive type, it's interesting to think about what you liked as a kid, you know, like, did you notice that maybe during the day you didn't have as big of an appetite or you liked more to have more liquids or something? Um, and then like, you're actually just way more hungry at night or you just really like to eat at night. Like that could have been something that showed up, maybe not. But I know for me, when I think about what I loved as a kid, I always loved like cold thirst foods. I loved cold, cold foods. I did not like cooked foods. Um, and I drank just a ton of like smoothies and like, like 
like drinks, you know, I wanted all my, my nutrition liquid. I never drink water. I always drink things with calories. Like, and I just would rather drink everything. Mm -hmm. And it's just funny. Cause I was naturally like that as a kid. And I find that a lot of times people can connect their yeah. digestive type. To I remember childhood. I used to drink, I used to have a glass of milk with like every meal. Yeah. <laughs> and I still love same. milk now. I was able yeah. to introduce it back in after 10 years of being dairy free. So mm -hmm. I feel my gut and did all the things. And now I have raw milk every single day. My body loves it. So it's at least best. I've got that childhood love back in my life. Yeah, but I can't totally. remember too much with the other foods. I'll have to go back and be, think about Yeah, that. it could be something to experiment with. But I, yeah, I feel like if you feel great, it's not really mm -hmm. necessary. You know, like I don't eat cold thirst now, like primarily. Like I, I know that like if I'm ever feeling like my system's a little too hot, whatever, mm -hmm. I might have some more raw foods. But mm -hmm. like. I just reset my body really with that. Like where I was eating a lot of raw foods and a lot of liquids. And then now, I mean, I'm eating most, I eat mostly actually cooked vegetables and animal proteins. So I, you know, I, and I feel fine, but I need, I just use it to reset myself. Did you know that indoor air is typically more polluted and harmful than outdoor air? I wasn't really aware of the harmful effects of poor air quality until I found out that I was unknowingly being exposed to toxic mold that was making me really sick. Now I really prioritize what I think are the foundations to health, clean food, clean water, and clean air. It's not just mold that we need to be mindful of in our homes, it's the flame retardants and VOCs off-gassing from furniture, airborne parasites, pollen, dust mites, and bacteria. One of the best investments that you could make with your health is getting a high quality air filter that is strong enough to filter these things out and clean the air properly. Otherwise, it's going to be our lungs filtering that stuff. Not all air filters are created equal though. So I wanted to share with you my favorite brand, the Air Doctor, or if you're in the UK, the Amazing Air. I keep this powerful filter running 24 seven to give me peace of mind that the air that I'm breathing is safe and supportive to my health. Check the show notes for links to save 200 pounds on the Amazing Air 3000 and up to $300 off the different Air Doctor models. I just know that you're going to love it as much as I do. Okay, let's get back into the show. And what are you doing supplement-wise and detox and lifestyle-wise these days? After everything um, that you've learned, what do you think's been the most game-changing? I know you said lymphatic work earlier, which is another thing that yeah. I didn't think of for so long. Even mm -hmm. the, the health world at college, years afterwards, no one was talking about it. Um, and I remember another thing that you, I think you said it one time in a podcast and I was like, oh my God, I was the same. Um, during gut protocols, mm -hmm. we never took binders no. for years and years. And I had the worst detox reactions, Herx reactions, felt awful, wondered why my symptoms just kept coming back over and over again. And I was living in mold at the time. So I yeah. was stirring up and I had Lyme too. So I was stirring up all of these toxins every day and just mm -hmm. recirculating them back. And I also I had constipation. So it was crazy to think that a standard gut protocol didn't include some sort of binder. Now it's like number one. I know. Most people. <laughs> I know the binder and the lymphatic drainage. And I'm like, you know, for, for years, like I would bring this up to my practitioners and I would be like, I'm not pooping. Like, this is not good. Like, and they'd be like, it's just take more magnesium. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, why was nobody telling me? Like, Oh my God, it's insane. And I, I still can't wrap my brain around it. Like, I hope the education has changed. Mm. Like, I, mean, people just I don't stuck know. On, like, I learned this, so this is all I need to do. Kind of like doctors, like 
yeah. more than information is necessary like this is what the gut protocol is and if it's not working then it's a problem with the person like they're just it's, not doing it well enough yeah it's it's insane yeah it's like the things that are the most important like what you just said it's like the binder and lymphatic drainage and the i was never works, taught like the yeah. energy side yeah. of things like, too but like, I mean, at least, well, in my, like in my training, we, they did talk about energy stuff a bit, you know, like, like that was incorporated, but like a binder and lymphatic drainage were not talked about lymphatic drainage a little bit, but it was really just like, yeah, do some rebounding. It's good for your lymph, yeah. but we were not explain like nobody explained to us how incredibly vital that is. And that's step one for everyone. And I actually think a lot of people would just naturally detox and fix a lot of their health issues that oh, they yeah, just like that can make 90% yeah. of the difference yeah exactly so anyway yeah lymphatic drainage like you know I think the nice thing now is like I don't do anything now like to keep away a sickness or whatever like everything I do now is because like this is like my lifestyle and I like it and I would be doing it whether or not I had that history to be honest which is like a really nice place to be um I, my big ones, lymphatic drainage. I usually once a week, um, get a lymphatic drainage treatment or once every other week. So I like to get lymphatic drainage massages or I'll do, um, ELT like maybe once a month. So I'll do like something once a week or once every other week that is like, you know, lymph moving out from a practitioner. I love that. Um, which and doesn't me, feel just for someone who's new to it. It doesn't feel like a regular massage. So if you're yeah. later and like, what is happening? This is a waste of money. Just wait yeah. because the first time I ever had one, this was a few years ago. I had the worst detox reaction ever because again, I wasn't oh. taking a binder. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that I had massive issues with mold at the time. So it, it works. And oh, it I, works. Came, I came away from it thinking I sort of done with a deep tissue massage instead because that mm -hmm. feels better. It feels like something's working but the lymph is under the surface of the skin. So you need very light touch a yeah. lot of the time to get things moving. Yeah. So it's different, but it for sure works. And like, I know every time noticeable difference, you know, and I remember the first time I got it, I think I lost like two inches. I was like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> uh, you know, it was crazy. So, um, I do that. I also do lymphatic drainage facials. I get those mm -hmm. like once a month or so. Um, and yeah, she, my practitioner, like she's, she's just amazing. And I really just went for the facial, you know, but that's her technique is lymphatic drainage. Um, so I like, and, and, and because so much is held in the jaw, you know, that's that, that intraoral like massage they do, mm -hmm. like it's been so helpful for me. Um, so anyway, I do that regularly, just like maintenance consistent, like we should all be doing lymphatic drainage. And then I do, um, coffee enemas, like, once a week or so, um, I take binders like around those things, mm -hmm. you know? So like I take binders, like whenever I'm going to be doing something like that, detoxing. So I take binders. Um, I take AHCC. That's like my favorite supplement for my immune system. I've just been on it ever since I got diagnosed with Lyme. Um, so I take AHCC, you know, I take a magnesium, I take a, um, vitamin D, K2, like, like your basics. Um, what else do I take or, or lifestyle things? I don't do sauna anymore. I like cold plunges. Um, I do those every, like, not maybe like once or twice a week. Um, I really like, that, like not yeah. being too hot, having mm -hmm. more cold therapies. Yeah. Is that the reason? Yeah. 
Yeah, I work better with cold therapy. Sauna just doesn't really work very well for me. It never really did. And I think it has to do with, for sure, my mm -hmm. my cold thirst thing. So I'm not really a huge sauna um, person. Um, I'll do the vibration plate, you know, because I have it. So I'll do the vibration plate, like maybe maybe once a week. Um, I'm a lot more into like I, I go to the chiropractor a couple times a week. I like really all the spinal stuff has been amazing for, for my brain and all of that. So really into chiropractic. Now I think like, oh, now I heard I you talk little... about, um, on a podcast, the dinner roll. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you use it? Yeah. Luke, you know, my boyfriend, you met yeah. him at the wedding. Um, he's obsessed with the dinner roll. Oh my it's God. It's like I changed his life. He has yeah. like chronic back and neck issues. Mm -hmm. Um, we like travel with it. It takes up like half the room in the suitcase, but he's like, this works. So then I heard you, yeah. I never heard anyone else mention that. Yeah. Um, is it like a commonly used thing with chiropractors? Or like Yeah, I think training? so. Well, I know for my chiropractor, like they put everybody on these fulcrums that are like a different like softer. Everybody gets those for their neck, but it's only like extreme cases that get the dental. So it's like it's like an extreme case thing, but a good number of people use them cuz you know, and my neck has been I mean, to be honest, my spine is something I should have dealt with a long time ago. Like I was going into the hospital and stuff for stuff with my spine and my scoliosis when I was 8, 9, 10. Like and I just had so many other health issues going on mm. that I just Not couldn't do one more appointment, you know, which really would have helped me so yeah. much because the spine is connected to everything. But like, you know, you got to pick and choose, right? Your battle, like it, there's only so many appointments, things you can go to. So I felt like, okay, finally, I can like get to a place where I, I work on my spine. And so my spine is totally fixed. We're still working on my neck because my neck is very stubborn, mm -hmm. probably because I do so much on the, well, mm -hmm. I know because I do so much on the computer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the chiropractor has been amazing. I also really love craniosacral therapy. Mm -hmm. um, That's one that thing I've never been, done actually. Yeah, I love it. And it's like one of those things, once again, where you think that nothing's happening. You know, I went, I went, my friend, one of my best friends, she was like, Oh my God, I started it. You have to go. You will love it. She's like, you're going to think nothing's going on and it will literally completely change your nervous system. Do they touch and you all? Or so it's, any, like, they're basically just like holding your head. <laughs> like they're just like holding you and it, you know, they're putting their fingers on specific points, you know, like so they do like your, your head and then like your sacrum. So you're kind of just being held. Um, and I don't know if all craniosacral therapists are like this, but like mine is also an energy healer. So she's sending energy at the same time, but there's something so nurturing about just like being held, but also it's it yeah, quite literally nice is, as it, it is, but I know it's working. Yeah. It, because what, well, what they're doing, it, it is putting you deeply into parasympathetic state. Like it, you know, where they're put their hand because they'll move their fingers. They're putting on specific places that um, are putting you into parasympathetic. So it is meant for the nervous system. And I've just noticed a huge, huge difference. And, and why I was, I was going originally was because I was, I started clenching my teeth. Um, and so I wanted to kind of get rid of that. So yeah, it totally fixes your nervous system. It's amazing. I'm a huge craniosacral therapy person. That. Yeah, yeah, I, I had the neck really issues like as well. Um, mm -hmm. I went to the car because I just like to try things out like you do. So yeah. even at the weekend, I had um, Bowen therapy. I don't know if What's you've heard that? of that. I think that works on the lymphatic system and the energy alignment. Oh. And, um, he was a kin kinesiologist as well, this guy mm -hmm. who I saw. 
but I did feel a difference after that. I, I sat up again. Um, I was lying on the table and I felt dizzy. I got like head rush, yeah. um, which was what happened after my first chiropractor appointment. I just went because I just was referring clients to chiropractors and I just wanted to see what it was all about, like I do with acupuncture and herbal medicine and everything. But the first time I had my neck adjusted, I had another huge detox reaction the next day because my neck was so, it's like forward posture, like Mm -hmm. it's tilted to the side. My neck was really straight when it should have this bend. And the next day I just like couldn't move. (laughs) I was just paralyzed. I think my brain had started detoxing for the first time in decades and then the second time it was still bad but slightly better and then after the third time I've only felt good after having my neck yeah. adjusted so I go now once a month for maintenance yeah but I, I didn't have any issues with chronic pain so people were like why are you going to a chiropractor what's the point in spending all of this money every month but it's not just for chronic pain there's people with like digestive issues or mm-hmm. um other things like like I did with the neurological type issues mm-hmm. as a result of mold and Lyme but I've made some changes to my posture and with getting like a laptop stand and making sure that mm-hmm. my head's back and I'm not leaning forward when working yeah. on the laptop but I I didn't enjoy the dinner roll but I think I need I think I need it <laughs> because yeah I think it's just so uncomfortable for me because it's just not a natural position for my neck to be in it and if anyone's listening this dinner roll is kind of like a how would you describe it like a it's like a hard, it's like super hard styrofoam or something. Yeah. I don't know and what it's like, made out of. It, you lean your head back on it and it yeah. kind of shapes your neck to be yeah. how it should be. Um, but I think I mean, all the hurts. time my body would like it, but I just really didn't enjoy it. I mean, the first like 10 times they did it, I hated yeah. it. It and hurt I could so never bad. lift my neck back up. Yeah. I felt like I had no muscles in my neck to actually like, yeah. lift my head back. They'd have to shove my head <laughs> I mean, you probably need it. Um, And I really do believe that the health of the spine is going to be directly correlated to your entire life, you know? So it's every vertebrae is connected to a different organ in the body. So, you know, I'm not an expert on it, but I do really, really believe in it. And I think, I think of it as preventative for sure. And I look at my parents and like how stiff they are and like, and I'm like, no, 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 I gotta, I gotta keep my spine nice and yeah, I don't want to develop yeah. chronic pain down yeah. the line, but I've got my my parents on it as well. Like my oh, whole good. family's are the kind amazing. Of <laughs> I need I need to get them. they're very very resistant, probably because mm. they know it's <laughs> gonna hurt at first. <laughs> yeah. I have to make some changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what do you think now are the main factors when it comes to health after everything that you've learned? So, I mentioned a few things: lymphatic flow, mm. um, spinal health, the energy side of things. Is there anything else that you feel like people should really take seriously and mm. look into? I mean, yeah, I mean, physiologically, lymphatic, I mean, nutrition, duh. Like, I, I, I think that's important. You know, I think that it all works together. Um, I think the energe- the energetic side of things is huge. I think that for me goes along with like nervous system. Nervous system is like the biggest thing, in my opinion. Um, your nervous system your, your thoughts, your beliefs, you know, what's going on in your brain, your subconscious beliefs, um, which for me, that all ties back to energy, you know? And then when I look at like the energy body and the energetic side of things, it's what are your boundaries? How are you feeling about your life? Are you in alignment? Do you feel like you're living your purpose? Right. Do you feel like you're living your mission? Like that, those are the biggest things when people are 
out of alignment, when people are like not living their purpose, if they're not happy, like your body's going to be sick, you know? And I really believe that pretty much anything could be healed through pure joy and through love, you know? And there's a lot of science that backs that up as well. Um, and when I look at like the energetic root of a lot of sickness symptoms, like it's always going back to a low frequency emotion, you know, an energy stored in the body. So we've got to actually be looking at your relationships in your life. Um, how's your career? Are you happy with your living situation? Like it's that real life stuff that not mm. everybody wants to Just look the at. But like stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. Changing your diet. I'll go into totally. Totally. You know, like, and then there's like, for some people, I mean, the number of people I see who just move and their health issues go away, like their body just didn't want to be in that location. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't have to detox or what it's like, it was literally just like your body didn't want to be in that city, you know? And I think now more than ever before, what, what I'm seeing now more than ever before is our bodies are having symptoms when it's just like, no, don't want to be here. Cause it's forcing people to make shifts. And it's really important. Like that we're living in an aligned place and, and we're around the right people. It's a way to guide you to the people you really meant to be around. Um, but yeah, I, I just think at, at the end of the day, it is all really um, like, are we happy? I could distill it down to that, that simple yeah. statement. That's your health. I think even <laughs> that, that simple reframe as not seeing your body as being broken or mm -hmm. your symptoms coming along to ruin your life, but instead guide you and lead you to something more positive. I think yeah. that takes the stress out of it massively. Oh, totally. I mean, top stress in life is the health. Which yeah. Is what we've definitely yeah. experienced. And like for so long, I was like angry with my body and like, why aren't you healing? And I'm trying everything. And then I was like, my body's trying to talk to me. So it's similar to, I have my cat, right? And my cat does not speak my language, English. And so when something's wrong and she's meowing, I have to tune into what is she trying to tell me? What does she need? Right. And it's the same thing with our bodies. Like my body doesn't necessarily speak my language. It has its own language. So I need to tune into what is it saying? And it's always trying to help me. Like our bodies naturally want, they want to be healthy. Our bodies work very hard to protect us and to stay healthy. Our bodies will do anything they can to stay healthy. So if something's going on that I feel is symptomatic, it's like, oh my, what is my body trying to help me with? So what is my body trying to tell me? So where is my body not getting supported, right? And so when I looked at it from that perspective of like, it's always working for me, then I could actually get to, to the root of what wanted to be shifted. So how do we tap into that intuition? Because I felt as well when my health was really bad, when I had brain fog and severe like mold exposure and all of these chronic infections, I just couldn't have clear thoughts and I would just listen to other people to tell me what to do. I'd listen to the doctors. Mm -hmm. I'd listen to other practitioners and not be able to tune in. Um, maybe if I was to try harder, like I could, if I meditated more or whatever, maybe mm -hmm. I could tap into that intuition. But have you felt like as you've got healthier and you've taken care of yourself physically, your intuition has gotten stronger. Um, and even with the gifts that you've had with the, the channeling, do you feel like that's mm -hmm. always been there or did that, is that something that's more of a recent thing? The healthier I've gotten, my gifts have definitely been more prominent for sure because like my vessel is clear, you know, but it's always been there. It was just coming forward in ways that I wasn't understanding, you know? So I think like 
if I knew the information that I know now about how the body communicates and what different different psychic senses are, for example. Um, like back when I felt like very disconnected from my body, I think that would have helped me a lot with connecting to it because it. I think that a lot of, how do I describe that? Like where I felt disconnected or I couldn't hear it was just a misunderstanding of how it was communicating. And I think that if I like sat with it and learned a lot about like what the different, I mean, even just looking at what the different parts of the body represent, you know, um, and looking at my, my health issues and maybe asking myself some of those questions that, that come up, like with digestive issues, like what am I not digesting? What am I holding within? Like what emotions am I holding in? What information am I holding in? Like th that's all with, with constipation, with digestive issues, with, with bloating, you know, like what it really ask yourself some of those questions. Um, and I would have known what I wasn't digesting or what I was holding in, what I was suppressing, what I was afraid to communicate, you know? And so that would have started to guide me to the lifestyle shifts I needed to make, uh, the life choices I needed to make so that I wasn't keeping that energy all st stuck inside, you know? So I think even just kind of looking at it from, from that perspective is helpful, but I feel, you know, when I was in it, in the thick of it with my health, I was thinking way too hard. I was thinking way too hard. And a lot of the answers were like right in front of me. And I just needed some silence and just to sit with myself and ask myself like what I really desired and the way I really built my relationship with my body and being able to tap into it was literally just sitting and listening and asking every day, like tuning in and asking like, what do you want to tell me today? And like literally just meditating with your body. And I didn't get any clear information the first time I did that or the second time or the third time. Like it took me showing up to it daily <laughs> for a consistent period of time to start to tune into, okay, I'm getting a feeling from this, right? Like I would ask myself that question, a thought would pop up and it might be about what I wanted to eat later, but it also might be about, oh, I really don't want to do that thing. I hope we tell the difference that. between our ego or our mm -hmm. like anxieties or mm -hmm. our candida overgrowths that's like taking mm -hmm. over our brain and our true our true soul like talking to us. Yeah. It will feel different because your ego is going to have the tone of fear or urgency. And so when you when you have the thought or whatever however it's popping up, you ask yourself, like, does this have fear in it? right? Your soul speaks in love. It is calm. It is loving. It is not pressing or urgent or you got to do this, right? So when you have that kind of fear energy, that that's the anxiety. That's not, that's your ego, right? That, that's not really your soul's truth. Your soul is gentle and loving. Um, and it can sound a little softer, right? When, when you're used to listening to your thoughts a lot more. And so it's like whatever thoughts coming up, go into it. And start to play with it and start to ask, ask it questions, right? Get to the root of it. Like, and really getting underneath, is this fear or is this love? Where did that thought come from? Does it have a logical process, right? Because a lot of our anxieties are going to be, it's like, okay, well, I think I should do this because of that, because of that. I start here, you know, it's this logical linear thought process. The voice of your soul, it just drops in. And you're like, I don't know why that came up or where that came up from or how I got there, but it just popped in. And it's often the most obvious, like it's the most obvious thing because I think especially like 
you know, for me with my health issues, I was so conditioned to overthink. It almost felt like the answer could never be what I wanted it to be. Mm. And like the answer was actually what I wanted it to be because that was my soul saying, hello, we want to do this and it can be easier. Right. And with that, like, I think part of me trusting it, like I realized I have to just practice trusting my intuition to figure out what it really is. Like I've got to like, just go into it. And part of what helped me trust it was understanding like placebo effect, honestly, and neural reprogramming and just like, okay, well, whatever I really believe to be true can be true. So I'm going to practice trusting my intuition. Um, and I also know that whatever I fully believe like will happen, <laughs> will manifest because my thoughts are that powerful. So I really can't go wrong with trusting like what I really want the answer to be deep within, you know? So I think like really, the only way you really, and people don't like this answer, but I'm just going to be honest. The only way you really, really, really learn what's your intuition and what's your ego is you start to practice identifying it. And then you start to take action on it or go deeper into it. And then you start to learn, oh, wait, you know, there were times when I thought it was my intuition and I moved forward and I realized, oh, wait, that wasn't it. But it was through those those times when I realized that wasn't it that I started to actually see what the voice of my intuition really was, you know? So, you know, I think meditation is just a great, a great way to clear out some space and because that's what we really need. I always think about like, you know, the ego, the anxieties, it's all this chatter at the top of the mind and what the, the real stuff is underneath and it's right there. We just got to get through all these top layers, you know, it's like. I don't know, eating something that has multiple layers of it. You just got to get to the bottom. And so I like let myself go into those thoughts, right? I let myself like work with it, go past it, or even just sitting longer in meditation. Like I just had a client earlier this week and I guess that was yesterday, huh? <laughs> Long week. <laughs> um, and she was like, I feel like my soul doesn't come in until like 30 minutes. And I was like, well then practice meditating for 35 minutes and just let, let your mind go over. But it's like, you'll know that voice where it just kind of calms down right? And all the chatter calms down and then suddenly there's just kind of like some space or random things flowing in and out. That's where the good stuff can really come in. I also really, I'll go back to human design. I think that that is a great system to learn about, to lean into, to connect with your intuition. So whatever your authority is in human design is a really helpful thing to lean into. You know, for me, it was learning to connect with my sacral and like, what is my physical body saying yes or no to? And I started to have something to tune into of, okay, I'm going to practice when I'm around something or when I'm looking at a food, does my body expand or contract? Do I feel more energy or do I feel tired? Like I had something very specific to, to look at, um, to ask myself like what my physical body was doing. Um, so I think the human design authority can be really helpful. And I also think just learning about the different ways that your intuition can show up is really viable. So learning about our psychic seeing, our clear seeing, you know, are you a visualization person? Do you have powerful dreams? Um, do you see things in your, in your mind's eye? Do you see the electrons moving in a table? Maybe, maybe not, you know, but there are people who are more visual. There are other people who are more auditory. Like, do you have a lot of mind chatter where you can like hear the sentences? Uh, and it sounds like your own voice. That's fine. Um, do you pay attention to sounds more? Do you, do you respond really well to music? Do you feel like you can get information from music? Like it really moves you. Um, so anything auditory there or your feeling, you know, a lot of people who have health issues, they are what we call clairsentient, clear feelers. And your psychic senses will come through, through emotions, but also your physical body, you know? And so there are 
symptoms I'll get, so to speak, like to this day that aren't issues with my body, it's my clairsentience. I might go into, I'm around a certain person. I suddenly get bloated because my body is like, mm, that person's depressing a lot of stuff. And then I leave the room and it goes away. And it was just my body having something come up or, you know, when I'm in a session, I will usually have physical pain in my body wherever that person does. So I might in the middle of a session get horrible back pain. And then I'll be like, do you have back pain like right here? And like, oh my God, yeah, it's really bad. You know, so my body will basically mimic that. It's my, it's my feeling, you know, or I might get a pain in a certain area uh, if I'm going there and it's not in alignment or it's not safe for me. Right. So your body can have those types of symptoms uh, as a way of like, it's your psychic gifts telling you yes or no. And then the claircognizance. So you're just, you're knowing, you just know it and you don't know how you know it. Um, probably the most difficult for people to, to trust, probably the last one that people will really lean into because it does require a high level of self-trust. It's like, I don't know how I know. I just know. And it's claircognizance because once again, there is no logical pattern there. There's no pathway there. It's just like, I just know, I just know I got to go there. You know, I just, I just know that's the right one. And, that, and that's classic. That one. Yeah. You know, and it's, uh, that's like classic intuitive eating, like real intuitive eating. Like, I don't know. I just know my body wants that right now. Um, and that's, that's self-trust, you know? So I think going deeper and there's a lot more underneath each of those. I have YouTube videos about all of those. If people are interested, I would recommend watching them because there's going to be one or a few that you really connect with and you're like, whoa, that really shows up for me. And then start leaning into it and start to use that gift when you're asking your body questions, you know? So it's like, if I know that I'm a really, like my strongest is clairvoyance, like I'm strongest visually. I get information through visuals, like visual metaphors, visual scenes, like I'm watching a movie. And so like when I'm connecting with my body, then I might use that and say, and ask my body to like show me visually you know, and then that's how I'm going to get clearer information. Um, so it can be helpful to kind of know how your intuition shows up and then start to go directly there when you're looking for it instead of how you usually think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So interesting. And I feel like my psychic abilities and I'm definitely mm-hmm. like my dreams come true now and I never used to dream. Mm-hmm. So now I'm dreaming, which is a good sign. Yeah. And they are very like predictive about certain things, some good, some yeah. bad um so I keep a a dream journal now which is something that I used to do as a child and I had a dream book and Mm. yeah it's just so interesting to see how old personality traits and interests come come back to the surface yeah I'm thinking of those people who have stubborn limiting beliefs so let's say they are trying to do all the right things for the health and meditating but they have this belief I'm not going to get well or mm-hmm. I don't deserve to, how can they rewire that brain? Is it just a matter of repetition? I mean, there's a number of ways that you can rewire, you know? So, I mean, you can do like, what I call more manual brain rewiring, which I teach a lot of people and I used to, where it is a matter of repetition um, and finding other examples. You have to believe it. It's not mm-hmm. like you just repeating that to yourself. And if you don't believe it, it doesn't knock, it's not going to matter. You know, so finding examples of that in your life, learning more about how the brain works and like placebo effect for sure, understanding like the the science behind how beliefs inform your reality. I think for me, that was like, because for me, it's not a like, oh, should I, a belief here or a belief there? It's like, this is all factual. Like, this is all scientific. It's like, I'm creating my reality. My body's responding. Like my brain is responding based on what I'm telling it. So if I keep telling it every day I'm sick, my my body sends out that signal. 
you know? Um, and so I think learning about, like for me, at least a lot of the scientific evidence was like what made me believe those affirmations, you know, whatever I was reminding myself of, I was like, no, this is actually true. I wasn't saying it just to like, pretend like I believed it. I was like, no, remember, like you, we, we know this. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's that, um, there's also, hypnosis is another great rewiring modality, uh, hypnotherapy, um, energy healing, <laughs> right? So you can work in your Akashic records or like any type of, well, not any type, but you could ask different energy healers. Uh, so I can do that energetically with, with, with people. We can just rewire it, um, on a frequency level. So there's a lot of different modalities you can use to, um, rewire it. But I think like when you understand the basics of how energy flows and really the basics of manifestation. You know, I know it's a very fluffy topic. It sounds like it, but it's, it's really just like how your reality works. And it's like, if people understood manifestation, their entire lives would change. Right. And the very simple idea of if I'm adding resistance to something, it can't flow right? Energy can't flow or move or change. The natural state of things, everything, everything in nature is always changing. We are always changing. We're always moving. You know, my desk here is made up of vibrating molecules. Like the seasons change. Nothing is still. And so whenever there's resistance or there's an energy that's basically like keeping something stuck, that's going to cause problems, right? Because the entire universe is like, no, it needs to move, right? So when we're when I'm feeling stubborn or when I'm trying too hard, ask yourself, where am I in the energy of resistance? Where am I resisting my health issues? Where am I resisting this protocol? Where am I trying way too hard, thinking about it way too hard? Like ask yourself, does this feel like resistance or flow? Very simple. And if it feels like resistance, follow the flow. You know? And it's it's like this I, I heard somebody once describing this as like a, a, it's scanning, right? So think about yourself as an energetic being. You're just always scanning of like, is this a yes or a no for me right now? And if it's not feeling good, then it's a no. So I'm just going to keep looking for something that does feel good. And then I'm going to find something that does feel good, which is usually there's some flow there. There's some energy movement. You know, I know for me, like when I was in the thick of my health issues. And I'm like, I need to rewire this. Like so much of the energy was resistant. I was still resistant to the situation I was in. I was resistant to the process. Like I was not happy about any of it. You know, and what I really needed to do was release the resistance by, I need to stop trying so hard. I need to, I need to just decide what, is there any modality here that I actually like showing up to? Because I was doing way too much. It's like with the sauna, for example, I've known forever. I hate sauna. I've always hated it, but like, I thought I should do it. Right. It, and it was like, a, I felt resistance versus when I found energy healing, I love going, right. I love having my sessions and it's like, okay, to lean into that. Or for me, coffee enemas, love coffee enemas, like favorite part of the week, right. Love it. <laughs> um, so like, that's a good modality, right? So that's a, yes, I'm scanning for, okay, this is feeling good. And we've got to spend more time focusing on what's feeling good. Um, then getting stuck in the resistance because it's like the energy just simply can't can't move and then my body can't change. You know, so I think about like if I want to support my body in changing, um, am I creating the conditions for it to change? Or am I continuing to do this a different version of the same thing? You know, like am I gonna complain about that I keep I keep dating, you know, the asshole when I just keep dating the same version of a different person or a different version of the same person? It's what people do with their bodies too. And it's like, okay, if my body wants to heal, because my body's always working to be healthy, um, 
have I created the optimal conditions for it to come back into alignment for it to heal? And that I'm looking at, am I stressed out? Am I angry? Am I calm? Am I resting? Am I doing things I hate or things I like? Like, how can I support my body in actually like making the shift, right? Or am I in this energy of stuckness, doing the same thing every day, being angry about it? Well, I'm not creating a condition for my body to heal. Anyway, you know, so I think for me, just really looking at that, like, resistance piece was was huge and i say that because a lot of people want to rewire and i see them wanting to rewire those those thought patterns but there's so much more underneath that and i think that the actually probably one of the most powerful things for me in rewiring thing in, in rewiring things was just finding examples in my life of real people who have done it a different way who believe it to be a different way and giving myself options. This goes back to, I'm scanning my environment and I find one where I'm like, that feels better. It feels better for me to believe that the universe is abundant and money is always available than it does for me to feel like I have to work my butt off every day and hate this job I'm in to survive. This one feels better. So I'm just going to go into it and my body feels calmer in it. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, starting to just follow those little options because you can, I just see people getting really stuck in the rewiring thing. And they're like saying affirmations. They don't believe it. They don't like the process. They don't want to do it. And this is where, when I'm talking to somebody about how they're going to rewire their brain or their thought, it's a really individualized process where some people like, like affirmations, visualizations are going to work really well. Other people, they hate doing it. So it's just not going to work. So what's often more helpful is bombarding them with um co- conversations content information that makes them feel good like you know that's the person we're actually probably working more with a coach or a practitioner consistently and having those conversations is going to be helpful or listening to podcasts of people who have who have overcome what what you've overcome you know or like flooding yourself with um conversations about like where you want your life to be at in the future you know am i still living as if I'm sick. Like I had to completely disconnect from this idea that I was sick to get healthy. And I realized that like, when I just started thinking about other things, um, when I changed my career to be completely out of health and wellness, it was easy for my body to shift because I wasn't thinking about sickness all the time anymore, you know? Um, so those are some different angles I like to look at it from. What you focus on, you attract more of comes back to that law of attraction, manifestation, Yep. Um, I can totally relay an analogy that I give to clients is more in terms of physical detox, but you can definitely apply mm-hmm. it to the energy side of things is a stagnant pond versus a flowing river. Like which of those is going to have the most infections and toxicity and the more negative energy. Um, and people, I think people have heard before with exercise, it has to be something that you enjoy and will stick mm-hmm. to. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be tennis. It could be dancing. It could be strength training at the gym. But if you hate running and you're forcing yourself to go out running every single day, then you're not going to stick to it. So it has to be the Mm -hmm. same with your health protocols. Would you say, though, that there is a a point with maybe the first time you do an enema, it might not be the most like pleasant experience because you're detoxing. So maybe don't give up on it straight away if something doesn't feel like sunshine and rainbows. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, maybe give it a little bit of time before you you keep swapping and changing to something new. Yeah, but I think 100%. I think this also goes into the, like the nuances of like v- resistance versus flow. Mm. 
and I remember the first time they still they still know that it's going to work going to be helpful um but yeah like listening to begin yeah like listening to that intuitive nudge but also I think about okay the first time the first few times I got colonics it was rough all right like I had not been pooping like at all it was not comfortable. It was really, I was scared. Like it was like not a good experience. Um, oh, my practitioner was amazing, you know, but I was highly uncomfortable, but I was like, when I'm there and I'm realizing how difficult it is for all of this water to move anything through my intestines, I'm like, this is not comfortable, but this is something different. Like this is, something's happening, mm-hmm. right? Like clearly I'm hitting an angle that I have not yet hit yet. And like, so we got to keep showing up to this. So like, do you see how that's kind of a different mm-hmm. way to yeah. view the flow versus resistance? Like, and I was like, okay, I need to show up to this. It's uncomfortable, but it's You're allowing my body. It. Yeah. It's like my body, something new is happening. So I'm always thinking about like, how can I keep this energy of change of new, of transformation of flow in my physical body? And mm-hmm. so even if that's uncomfortable, like for me mentally or physically, is it helping my body get into flow? Because like sometimes we have to look at soul resistance versus ego resistance. Like I had to make a lot of changes to heal my body. And a lot of those changes felt, I, I my ego was resistant to them because my ego was comfortable with where I was at, but my soul wanted that flow. My soul wanted something new. My soul wanted something different. My body wanted something different. And so I needed to align with my body's consciousness and my my soul instead of my ego to really tap into like, what is going to create this energy of movement, of change, of transformation? And if if the terms flow and resistance have too much like kind of emotional connotation for people, then think about like everything is energy, right? So if I want to create anything in my life, I'm always thinking about how can I mimic that energy elsewhere. So for example, like if I want to make more money, let's say I want to stretch my um, ceiling, my financial ceiling, right? And I'm thinking about, okay, how do I get, and I want to, I, or I want to grow in a certain skill. I'm thinking about, I want to stretch. I want to grow. So I'm going to start stretching my physical body. I'm going to get that energy going somewhere else, Right. So when I think about, okay, I want my body to heal. I want it to move. I want it to, tra- to transform. I want it to change. How can I start bringing that energy into other areas of my life? You know, so what I started to do is I was like, how can I bring the energy of transformation or change into other places in my life? For me, it started with, I'm going to clean out my house. I'm going to redo my room. I'm going to do my morning routine in a different order. Mm-hmm. I'm just starting to bring that energy of change, of new, of transformation, of different into my life in general. And so my body can start to feel that frequency and now my body can start to do something different, you know, but old keys don't open new doors. And that's what a lot of us do. And we, we, we say, well, I feel resistance, you know, going over here. It's, it's not your soul that's resisting that it's your ego because you're just more comfortable with where you're at. You think, but it's actually not comfortable where you're at at all. Otherwise you would be healthy. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, even like driving home a new route, a new mm-hmm. route from work. Yeah, like that will just start to get your brain firing in different ways, and then it's probably more open to firing in different ways for the health stuff. Yeah, Amazing. yeah. So like good. if you if you want to change your mind about um a, a limiting belief that's really holding you back, 
just start expanding your mind in other ways. Start learning about random new topics, watch new types of movies, read a different type of book, just start learning or start thinking about things in a different way. Like mm -hmm. things that aren't so difficult for you to rewire because now you've just got that going of like, okay, my brain can form new neural yeah. pathways more and then it can be easier. Evidence. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So good. Okay. We could go on forever, but I want to wrap up with a few more questions for you personally. So the first one is what's something that you're into lately? It could be health related, anything that we've spoken about or something completely off subject. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, there's what something. Am, what am I into? I'm really into, um, man, there's so many things. I'm what, What's coming to mind is I'm really into like sound healing, mm. you know, like I, I just really feel like music sound is one of the most powerful healing mechanisms. And like, it's a big way of how our subconscious gets wired you know and paying attention to like all the noises we're hearing all the time and how those noises affect our nervous system even just like you know in your home or like walking around outside they're just like little noises here and there but that's all affecting our nervous system so I've just been really into different types of sound healing and how sound and like the frequency of sound can can heal can activate what it's turning on um, what it's turning off and like even just learning about how ancient civilizations like used sound to to heal bodies and to build buildings and things like that so there's just like so many cool applications of like sound like frequency in that form I'm really I really am interested in in learning about that right now and for everyone just a reminder be mindful what you're listening to yeah day to day what you're reading what you're seeing on social media because that's gonna rewire your brains in mm -hmm. like maybe ways that you're not conscious about what's one product that you couldn't live without could oh, be a supplement, could be a kitchen gadget. Could be a oh food. my god, I can't live without it. <laughs> oh, I want to say, I want to say element. <laughs> um, my my, my electrolytes. electrolytes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I knew my I was god. gonna get I something good like, out of you, like yeah, um, <laughs> and butter, or like maybe not on your there low athlete diet, maybe. Maybe you there's there's so many things i mean i was literally about to say my frother like Ooh, yeah. my frother i i i mean i i could live without it you know it's like this isn't like a desert island question right <laughs> i think it's getting at like what am i really obsessed with i was gonna say my frother and then like my element are probably the two like i'm just really yeah yeah love it yeah amazing um what's more to come from you so what have you got on the horizon I'm sure you're like never out of ideas. You're always onto something new. So oh, yeah, what's up coming yeah. for you? Um, lots of good stuff coming up. Um, I think the most relevant. I'm just well as we record this, so this will be before whenever this comes out. Um, launching my product line, which I've been working on for a long time. Um, the company is called Quartz, and they're all spiritual lifestyle products. We have affirmation cards, pendulums, crystal necklaces, uh, journals, mugs, sweatshirts, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, and I've been working on that for so long. So like, like two years now. And so it's so fun to actually have it like coming out and it's just nice to have like physical products, yeah. you know, how's like, that been with like the business wise um, going from like complete online stuff to developing yeah it's been a lot a big like a lot of learning and definitely tested me in a lot of ways you know what's nice about online business is it's like if I want something done I can make it happen and it can come out very quickly and there's like no overhead and 
just like very fast. And this has been, it's like pulling teeth, getting a hold of suppliers and manufacturers and like, um, you know, all the design edits and like, it's just required me to collaborate with so much more people than I ever have before. And then it's all the communication and the miscommunication. And I've swapped out like my support team multiple times and it's just definitely pushed me in that way. Um, and yeah, it's totally different business wise. Like, like, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize everything, every product, every physical product you have, like how much goes into that. And then also like how low, like of margins these are, like just being yeah. totally honest, you know, I'm used to things where it's like, I'm getting all the money I'm putting into it, you know, and it's like, okay, we're putting, we've, I'm spending so much money creating this and it's like, okay, great. I'm making $2 on this thing, you know, <laughs> like, and it's like, it's, it's like a lot of that, but it's so worth it for me. Cause just because I really have always just had this dream. Like I have been dreaming about these necklaces literally since, I mean, for like eight or nine years, I, I swear. Like when I was like, before I was even into spirituality, I was talking oh. to people about making crystal necklaces. And so I've just, it's really like for my heart, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been, a big growth experience uh, business-wise. And you know, I have a lot of friends in the product space. So I've seen this go on for a long time and I see how hard they work. And um, I was kind of like, I'm probably, maybe I'm going to regret this, but it was a good, it's a good growth experience for me. And I'm somebody that definitely gets like, I can get bored very easily and I don't like to just do the same thing all the time. So without new challenges, I just am not into it. Um, so yeah, I'm glad I did it. It's just mm-hmm. helping me expand as an entrepreneur. So cool. And with books, I've got your first yeah. book here, Manifestation Mastery. Amazing. You. And this was a complete channeled text. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. That was completely channeled. Um, yeah. So I have, um, I released another book. It's a poetry book called Pain, Love, Purpose last year. And then um, I just co-authored another book. Um, called Akashic Wisdom on Ascension that just came out. So I have those books out. And then my next book is releasing July 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, so my that will also be a channel text. Um, it's all about Ascension. And yeah, so that's going to be releasing in July. So we're working on that. Um, and how did you I've find been... the book, book writing process? Because I've heard, like, that's always put me off. People are like, don't do it. It's just such a drawn out process. Yeah. But with you, you're like... I got it done in like a week or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I channel, I channel all my books. So they're all really fast. I will write. Um, and I have some in process that I'm not channeling. It's channeled information, but I'm like writing it. So it takes longer that way, you know, but I love it. I mean, th- I wrote this book, my next, I have multiple books that have already been written. I just haven't released them. And I, I channeled all of those like over a year ago now. Um, I've just been pacing out my releases And so, I mean, I love it because I love to channel, you know, so it's definitely an intense experience. It's like, I'm like in this vortex for like three days straight (laughs) and I'm just like typing. I just need to lay in a dark room for like three days. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. But it's such a magical experience for me. And it's really cool for me channeling books because when I read it back, it's like, I get to have that same first time experience Mm -hmm. the same way other people do. And it really helps me grow. And I learn so much from it. Like I really, because I love to learn. So I love what I love about what I do is that I'm always learning from everything that's coming through me. Like there's like, I, you know, get my butt kicked from this book again and again. I'm like, shit, I need to hear that, you know? So I really love that, that I get to receive 
from it just as much as anybody else does. Um, and I have a really good, I have a really great team. Um, I'm excited because, so I, I started my own like publishing house. So we're publishing other authors too. And so I've been working on that side of things as well. Um, and that's my last book was, was through, um, that publishing house golden hour. And then this next, this next book is also as well. Um, and so I have just like a really amazing production team uh, and they make the process like really seamless, honestly. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't know. I think that like when people say they like hate the book writing process, mm. I'm just like. Maybe they're not in flow. Maybe that's, yeah, the, that's the problem. Maybe, that, maybe it wasn't in alignment. Like maybe no. the what you're writing or maybe the timing or maybe like, yeah, I always just feel like, I don't know. I think everything we, sh we do, if it's what we're really here to do, it should feel like flow. Like, yeah, there's mm -hmm. definitely challenges in it you, you know it like work, but... yeah but like every challenge I'm like Ugh, this is a lot you know but it's like I want to do it yeah. because I'm excited about it and I think that there's a lot of people and this is with any industry it's like people want to write a book just to write a book mm -hmm. people want to be a coach just to be a coach people want to make a program just to make a program I'm like but why do you really want to do that or are you doing it just because you want to you know like just because you think you should or you think it'll make you feel a certain way um and uh, yeah, I think with everything in life, it's like, is this really what my soul desires or just what I think would look good on my resume more of a thing? You know, mm -hmm. I have wanted to be an author since I was zero years old. Mm -hmm. Um, I came out of the womb writing, I swear to God. So I liked, I liked to write books. Um, I love to write and, um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. So I think like for me, what I've honestly really been focusing on everything in, in my main business, like as pretty like on lock, you know, like we run the energy healing training. Um, I have my membership, which, which is great. I run different programs throughout the year. Um, but for me getting into products and then the publishing house have just helped me stay alive with my learning and expansion. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm, I'm already know, I know how to do courses. I know how to do memberships and like, I, right. So yeah, um, that's pretty much, yeah, that's what's new coming out for me. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to, to follow along and see where you end up Thank in the next you. five years as well. You're such Thank an you. Who knows? Yeah, you, you're doing amazing. You're like creating this legacy that's oh. an effect on so many people. Your health story was one of the first things I ever found, like your old blog. Mm. And yeah. it's like, oh my God, I have the exact same symptoms as this girl. I need to find out everything about her. And you're such a good writer. And I was just instantly drawn to your energy and your realness. Like you just say it how it is. And I absolutely love that because there's so much BS in the whole wellness world and you're open to different perspectives and you're not closed minded and you're, yeah, you know that everyone's different and requires a different thing. So yeah, thank you yeah. for being such an expander and sharing so freely for so long now. Like you mm -hmm. said, you've been podcasting before it was like cool to do it you you've been there and you've been like working so hard so I just wanted to like reflect that back to you mm. um and yeah thank you because you supported my health journey probably without even knowing that you did that thank you I appreciate that so much and I'm so I'm so glad it could be helpful and I know like that's why I share everything and I share stuff about my life because mm -hmm. for me always when I've been going through different things like finding other testimonials or other people's stories have really been what's helped me more than any like scientific factual mm -hmm. information in a book so Same i think all of our stories really help each other you know so um yeah i love hearing that thank you Good. I and i just know this episode is going to help more people so if people want to check out your podcast and your membership and your books where can they find you online 
Yeah, everything is at christinathechannel.com. That's my website. Uh, so you can find all my links there. And then I'm everywhere at Christina the Channel. So Instagram, uh, YouTube. I'm not really on TikTok anymore, but who knows? Um, and I mean, you've got you've got enough on your plate. We yeah, forgive I've, you for that. Yeah, so everything's at, at Christina the Channel everywhere. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty easy to find. So I hope that you know this information was was helpful for people. And thank you for having me on again. It's so fun to be to be back when we're both at such a different place. You know? know, it's wild. Maybe we'll we'll do another one in four years' time again. Yeah, and see what's going on. Yeah, we'll we'll be completely different once again. <laughs> we'll be on a Who different knows? planet at that point. Yeah, we'll be levitating. It'll be a telepathic conversation at that point. So. <laughs> I can't wait. So thank you so much again, Christina. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review on your podcast app, as this helps to support the show and it allows it to reach more people with this valuable information. Come and say hi over on Instagram. I'm at Viva Natural Health. And if you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk for tons more free resources and to discover how I could support you further. I currently offer one-on-one -on -one consultation packages if you want my top level support, then more affordable group programs and self-paced online courses. So there really is something for everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you back here next week for another episode.